mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. It's now episode 20. Good morning, Martin. Episode 20. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Time has passed very, very It has quickly. gone very, very quickly. How have you been, Stu? I've been very well, thank you. Been well. Good, good fun with the trains today, a bit like me? Yeah, yeah, just the normal stuff, really. Just slight disruptions. And apparently the reason today was generally just the weather. Just the, what, was, the fact that it's hard not to have weather. Yeah. Isn't it? So they've got an announcement for everything now, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, brilliant. Well, here we go, episode 20. And, and, you know, I like random numbers. It goes with my OCD. And what we've got today, we have got an industry giant. Literally. Indeed. And figuratively. We've got Rob Chubb from Brightstar. Morning, Rob. Very nice to, to be here, and, and the industry giant is waiting outside, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite funny, isn't it? Just just, just to visualise for the uh, the listeners, we have managed to squeeze three of the biggest people in the industry into possibly the smallest room in London, having, we, having climbed up the narrowest flight of stairs ever. And yes. it's really kind of you to, to start late, because I was hyperventilating <laughs> going up those stairs. Yeah, some CPR on Rob. <laughs> <laughs> The ambulance is standing by. Well, Rob, look, I know you're a busy man, so thanks very much for uh, for taking the time to come in today. And congratulations um, for number 20. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. And um, so, listen, we'll always start, tell us about yourself. You know, I think we all know Rob, Rob Jupp and the story, but it's always good to hear it. And I'm always about the people. I like the backstory. But tell us about your career, Rob. OK, well, well, very briefly, because uh, we've only got 20 minutes. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm CEO of Brightstar. Brightstar was uh, formed in January 2011. It was uh, my last ditch attempt to try and uh, get my family to survive, really, because it was yeah. that was what it was all about then, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, definitely. And uh, we started with very little three of us yeah. in a in a small broom cupboard, uh, smaller, than, smaller than this, yeah. Really, and we had, we did have a a window because we paid thirty pounds a extra, month extra. more for that, yeah. yeah. And, and our only um, our only ambition for year one was to survive. That's yeah. what we wanted to do. That was our mm-hmm. big ambition. This was 2011. So this was 2011. what I call the middle of the credit crunch. It was That's what I remember. And because we, we um, operate in the special lending market, yeah. there really was no the special thing. lending market. So mm-hmm. trying to survive in a sector that didn't exist at the time was a challenge. Mm. But uh, we got through to year two just about, and it mm. was just about. And then... From there, we've we've moved aggressively upwards. Uh, the group's day is uh, seventy people strong. Mm-hmm. We have a turnover of, of approaching ten million pounds per annum, and um, we have three offices in the country. So that's a, a brief snapshot. My um, someone described my career once like a road traffic accident. Which <laughs> really kind. I'd like to revisit that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, were you I, driving or were you, were you hit? <laughs> I was definitely hit. <laughs> but I've had some really good highs and some some big lows as well. Well, you know, I like I like the lows. You know, I, I I think this is all about mistakes, life, yeah. uh, and I think I th- I don't think you no one ever makes it on success after success. You only make it because you failed somewhere along the line. And I think that's probably the most important part of career. So let's go back to two thousand and eight. Then I mean, what, you know, you were probably flying two thousand and seven. Yeah, and then then we had we all had a car crash. Mm. We were all driving. Yeah, it was um, it was really really difficult because it happened so quickly. That's that's mm. the thing. Uh, so two thousand and seven June, uh, we were uh, with our twenty offices overseas in Barcelona at a conference. Really? Yeah, fantastic. Everything was going really well. We'd celebrated. 
that month originating £100 million of, of non-conforming debt that month. And uh, three months later, the capital markets were starting to slide mm-hmm. in a really aggressive way. And the following nine months, it got progressively worse. And by the summer of 2008, um, our lenders at that time were Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers, Merrill Lynch, Bank of America. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reads like a horror story. Yeah. Um, and uh, fortunately, four days before Lehman Brothers collapsed, they collapsed on the 14th of uh, September. On the 10th of September, I completed um, and Savills PLC acquired the business. Mm. And uh, 11 of us from a team of over 100 uh, made it to the f- finishing line to then work with these guys for two years. So it was really, really tough. Um, I did lose almost everything, um, mm. both materially but also emotionally. And it was a question really for those two years in keeping with everyone else, wasn't it? Unique yeah. in that of just surviving, just yeah. getting through month it, it by was, month by month. It was Hands really seismic, wasn't it? It really change. was. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone who didn't go through that cycle can really empathise and, and get it yeah. um, at all. Yeah. I think that's didn't. an interesting point. And we have, we've had this conversation before where we spoke, speaking to lots of brokers. And we, we've always said that if you were broken in 2007 and you broke it in 2018, chances are you were a really good broker. I would agree um, and there's lots of people that have come in. Some kids have come into the industry of late, and they're giving up, giving it all, you know, pretty big bananas on on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, uh, and some of them haven't seen a base rate increase, let, let alone a, a, a seismic uh, credit crunch. Uh, this is a market as well with product transfers, which is Johnny come lately. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a thing of uh, you know wildest it's dreams you expected to do. It really is. So yeah. I would agree with that. I think mm. you know, any broker that's survived and got through. Um, that last downturn and just survived and, yeah. and is doing okay now is a, is a, is a great breaker. What, was there one event that you remember from 08 where you thought, hang on a minute, this this, this is serious? What, 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 when did it hit? Yeah, I think, um, well, there's, there's two things. I remember um, I remember in the August, the iconic uh, sites of people queuing outside Northern Rock yeah. branches. Mm-hmm. Did not right, very, did it, on the news? No, it, it felt very Eastern Bloc, mm. uh, food queues, you know, yeah. in, in, in the old Russia in the 70s and 80s. That was the first thing. I think the other thing, I, I, we were uh, in the October of 2007, we were in a pre-arranged um, lender event overseas in Paris, having had a really good time, and I got a phone call from um, the then Deutsche Bank saying that at um, 9 o'clock, uh, the next morning, they were going to pull all of their products, all of their pipeline, including those that were just about to complete. Oh, and we had, I think at that time, about 350 live cases. Mm. And I got straight back on the Eurostar, yeah. travelled back, which a journey that seems to take forever. Got in the office at five o'clock the next morning and, and surveyed the damage and, mm-hmm. and saw where we could go with those cases. And yeah. the reality was there was nowhere to go. See, so, that was a problem, wasn't it? Now, if something goes wrong with a case, you're, you know, you, you can generally work it through. But what happened back then was that the, the lenders just shop, shop. Right? And it did. It and these, and these, the, a lot of these clients had um, exchanged contracts, mm-hmm. were. Um, you know, days away from completions. It was a total horror story. So yeah. that, I think those those two events were the ones that were really stand out mm. in my mind. But yeah. there's, there's plenty of others as well. Yeah. I had actually a case, even, I mean, the tentacles went wide outside of everywhere, didn't they? I mean, mm. I had one case down in the New Forest where they'd exchanged contracts um, and I was just basically got a phone call one time and they were literally awaiting completion. I had a phone call saying, well, the money for that might appear this week from the US, it might not. <laughs> and it was like, okay, mm. fine. And all you could do was just keep the clients informed Pull in as many favours you could with speak to people that you knew that had links to 
various mm. lenders to try and ease things along and try and work out what was going to happen next. It's funny, um, it, it, to me, it feels like it was yesterday. It's like 10 years ago. It never leaves you, no. does it? What, what I think you don't uh, appreciate at the time is this uh, concept of post-traumatic stress dis- disorder, which mm. is a, a big thing written about in mental health now, where so many of us struggled actually in the good years afterwards mm. because of the the, the, the pre-delayed the stress mm. that was mm. felt during those days. Mm. And I'm certainly one of those. Well, yeah. let, let's talk about that, Rob, because you, mm. you said you, you know you, you almost lost everything yeah. uh, emotionally as well as uh, yeah, sort yeah. Of financially. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that is very evident from Brightstar, particularly from, from Claire, is the promotion of, you know, mental welfare yeah. within within the workplace is this mm-hmm. something close to, to your heart yeah I'm, I'm very open about uh, the fact that i am a mental health sufferer i've had depression now uh, for um quite a lot of years diagnosed uh, seven eight years ago and um i i'm, I'm non-medicated which means i get uh, i choose therapy which mm-hmm. is uh, for some deemed as a more difficult route it's the only route i've known so i can't mm. comment on that but i work really hard to uh, to get to a place where my mental health now doesn't hold me back and uh, what I try and do where I can is to provide support, particularly for middle-aged guys, which mm-hmm. is uh, a big issue. And uh, to be honest and open with my mental health and said, you know, look, at face value, I, I have most things that most people would aspire to have without sounding arrogant. Mm-hmm. And I've got a happy marriage, nice children, nice lifestyle. But I've still got it. So actually, it's okay to be like that mm. if you've got it as well. But you just need to talk about it and not put your head in the... Yeah. In so the is this, it is, it, it's not something that you fix. Is it something that you'll, you, you have forever? I, I, I think, think um, in... in in most cases, that's the case. I think that was the hard thing for me to be told that this could be with me for the rest of my life. But it's almost um, some people have uh, names for their mental health. Yeah. Uh, I just know what makes me sad. And I've yeah. found ways over the years of coping with those and doing stuff like um, trying to eat well, trying to drink in moderation, which I'm not great at doing, <laughs> taking exercise regularly and understanding when you're having your bad days, you know what to look out for and yelling just at accept kids. It, just accept it, it and just accept that mm. it's something that's there and it's part of you and you just got to deal with it. But it's yeah. interesting because, you know, you, you mentioned middle-aged men and, and mm. uh, I think we're all three of us kind of unfortunately fall into that category now. Um, and we're probably also from that same generation. I think we mentioned this before when yeah. we spoke, Rob, is that you, 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 know, you don't talk about things no, we at don't. all. We see it as a weakness. And we see it as a weakness to say that we have vulnerability, which is crazy because everyone's got vulnerability. Mm. Um, so uh, I came out with my mental health uh, three years ago. Uh, I chose social media as a way of doing that. And um, I was really scared to do that. Yeah. And when I did it, I was really um, genuinely delighted at the response. And actually, as a result of that, I'm, I'm now supporting a handful of people in our industry, all blokes actually, that are on the, their journey of recovery as well, which makes me feel good as well. Yeah. So mentoring is probably a, a, a very positive step from, yeah. from in terms Great. of your own kind of recovery, isn't Great. it? Because I think that's what people need to do mm. is give give back. And so, what do you do at Brightstar? What 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 sort of initiatives have you got? For, so for, we have a number. Health? We have a mental health first aider. So uh, it's important to understand what that looks like. We have a a wellness room, which is a, a separate room within the building, which is geared up to provide a, a pleasant environment with soft cushions, chairs, mood music, um, leaflets and DVDs on... Can we just drop house. into that? That sounds You really can come cool. whenever you can want. <laughs> you can come whenever you want there. That's cool. But we also have um, every person in the business is signed up a member of the family with Anxiety UK. Mm-hmm. So we provide um, any uh, therapy that's required as part of the um, relationship we have. We don't want to know about it because unless the member of staff chooses to tell us. Um, and Claire, um, Claire Jupp, People Development Director, she has monthly 
coaching and counselling sessions with every single person mm -hmm. uh, that uh, you know is aware of, of what mental health looks like. Obviously, because yeah. she's been living with me. <laughs> so <laughs> looks like you, Rob. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So well, that's, that's um, we a did quite a bit. progression. It really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was made redundant in two thousand and eight, right after obviously it all started and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, two kids under the age of three, going from feeling like I was flying to suddenly feeling right. Okay, what next? Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's what I struggled with certainly for longer than I probably even remember now after that happened. Um, and in a way, starting my own business was my way out, trying to escape that way out mm. because. The weird thing is, is that when you kind of um, go from working constantly in an industry for so long where you just go from job to job and then suddenly, I mean, I got told by a lender that suddenly because I'd been independent for a couple of years and no longer working within a bank, that I then knew too much. So they weren't <laughs> going to employ me for that reason, which was that knocks you for six anyway when you think that's what you can at least revert to this is a really difficult industry because there's so many high highs and low lows mm -hmm. you know naturally it's a very difficult industry to be part of but um look the, the positive message and i really very much want to give that is mm. that um as low as you feel and i'm certain that people got much lower than me and there's some good examples of you know gary speed at out as well mm -hmm. that, that got really low but we, in most cases, there is a way out. Just mm. get support. Just speak yeah. to people. Uh, I'd be more than happy if anyone wants to reach out uh, confidentially. Of course, always. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care where you come from. There were people that supported me when I was poorly, and and you know I vowed I'd do the same. So yeah, yeah. Well, you've been doing really great work recently um, as well with Maria as well for, for Matam Bank in relation to the mortgage sleep out, which is coming up. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that, please, Rob? Yeah, I'd be delighted to. So. Um, this this admittedly was something that started off the back of a fag packet, you know. Um, and this is this is a great a great story of how positive Twitter can mm. be. So I'd been in in uh, in Manchester. Um, I'd experienced around Euston Station um, more rough sleepers in the summer than I can ever imagine, mm -hmm. and also Manchester was was uh, equally as bad. In fact, probably worse. I've mm. got to say. And I simply, uh, you know, tired and emotional on a train on my own, coming back late at night, just put something on Twitter saying it's a national disgrace that there's so many young rough sleepers. Mm -hmm. And one thing led to another. And, uh, you know, Maria said, oh, we should do the CEO sleep out. And then um, after a couple of a couple of days, uh, more and more people um, wanted to get involved. And it almost gone too far where we had we had a moment we had to do something about it. Mm -hmm. So despite being very busy and everyone, you know, being really crowded with with opportunity, we got together a, a bit of a task force of people that, that we needed to help, a PR, someone to do a website, mm -hmm. um, lots of people to try and um, support. We chose End Youth Homelessness as uh, a charity, for those of you who don't know, the part of Centrepoint. Mm -hmm. they're, they're aimed at the aim at the under-25 sector um, on the basis that yeah, there's, a, there's over 100,000 people that fall into that, that are rough sleeping at the moment. Mm -hmm. And what they do, um, 26,000 young people every year they support, which is a, a massively important. They've got four areas. First, housing, get people off the street, get them into safe okay. housing. Second, health. A lot of issue is with uh, addictions, particularly um, synthetic drugs at right. the moment. Uh, they then work really hard to try and find employment. Mm -hmm. So the cycle um, prevents and then finally prevention to make sure that they don't get back into that environment again. Mm -hmm. Just one initiative worth talking about um, every year in 2017, 
700 young people, they provided the deposit for the the rent deposit scheme and acted as a guarantor. So they got them into housing, safe housing. Roof over the heads. Yeah, Yeah. correct. So I really like this charity. It's a a small charity that has a a massive national reach um, and it's our considered um, ambition, as as high as it might seem, to try and raise £100,000. Now, when we set out, my my hope was that we could raise more money than all of the industry events put together in a year. Well, you know, and you've spoken on social media how many industry awards <laughs> events there are. There are almost so many. But yeah. um, to give it to uh, some sort of context, at the time when we're um, when recording this podcast, which is a week and a half before the sleep out on the 30th, we've already raised twice as much as really? all of the industry events put together wow, in the year. So, well, well, you done, know, Rob, well, well done, Mortgage Industry. Yeah, we, yeah. we are a small yeah. uh, small component cog of that and lots and lots of people. Um, so what, what, what are you aiming for then? What's your target? Let's we, give we'd it like push. to get £100,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's no science in that. It just feels like a big a number. Nice number yeah. Yeah. If we don't get there, we haven't. We haven't failed. We've just um, we tried our best. Yep. We've also um, you, you may be seen uh, as well. We've we've gone um, all musical, all lovey. <laughs> uh, I've no played no part in that at all. Can't you take sure? any credit. You're not backing for it. singer. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm probably security, but that's not it. So uh, Paul Brett has uh, created uh, an industry band, the Mortgage Industry Collective. Lenders have all um, paid for the. Um, Benny DeMassa's uh, Power Studio in London, mm-hmm. uh, recording uh, in a couple of weekends' time. Um, we've got a, a professional orchestra that's going to be there, wow. a gospel orchestra that's and everything awesome. else. And the uh, single Take Me Home, which is actually really good. Um, uh, and Can you sing a couple of verses while you're here? I, I can't right sing one line <laughs> of it. But the the hope, uh, and again, it's, it says... Um, is as grandiose, ambitious as, as trying to raise 100,000, but we'd like that to try and get in the top 40 okay, yeah. at Christmas. Because they're, they're, they're active on Twitter as well, aren't they? There's a Twitter yeah, account as well yeah, for the MIC Collective yeah. as well. He's not well. sure what it is, just follow Monty. Just It'll yeah, point you yeah, in the right direction. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Yeah. So what? So people who haven't donated yet, and I'll be guilty of that, and I'll, I will amend that, don't worry, thank Bob. You. But what, what okay. do we have to do to, to make this donation so, to um, the Sleep Act? Well, th- thank you, uh, thank you, Martin. Thank you, Stuart, yeah. for giving us the opportunity to, to mention this. Uh, so, uh, just giving put mortgage sleep out in there. Cause it's quite a long um, domain. There, um, you go into the mortgage sleep out site. You can choose one of uh, seventy businesses that signed up if you want to support a particular uh, business or brand, or you can just go on and do a general donation. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, and this sounds entirely condescending, Patrick, every penny will count, mm. every penny. We've seen how cold it has been the last mm. couple of days. Do, Imagine yeah. doing that every single day of your life yeah. and sleeping out in that hell mm. with all the crap that comes. So it's really important. And, and however little you can you can give us, it's really gratefully received. Okay, fantastic. Right. Well, let's, let's get that up to 100 grand because it is a worthy cause. Just just quickly, what what is the cause, do you think, of hope? Because it has exponentially risen over the years. So, yeah. I mean, I've been down in London 20 years and, you know, it was... You could see homeless people, but they're very, very visible right. now. And the numbers are just are huge. They really are, aren't they? Mm. Uh, so, so, so I'd agree with that. I think um, the local housing uh, allowance changed in 2008. Mm. It's a big thing, big public policy, mm. uh, which meant the uh, the rights for um, tenants started to erode away. I think that's a big part. I think the cost of housing is ridiculous. But more importantly than all of that is the rise of synthetic drugs in the UK. The fact that you can get... Um, industrial strength drugs for a pound, mm-hmm. as strong as heroin, has now, has now got a new wealth of 
hardcore addicts mm. and um you know spice i think yeah. it was called yeah people being turned into zombies over overnight uh, yeah. with a, with addiction more than heroin i think that's the major change i think there's probably mm. there's probably it probably joins up the story of mental health as well i think that's, there's an awful lot yeah. of unhappiness at all levels not just middle-aged men at mm. all levels and but, synthetic drugs are an outlet yeah. for that unhappiness yeah. and it becomes a vicious circle yeah. and ending up now with, with homelessness well, i think like you say with i mean i've seen documentaries on the what the, at one time were known as legal highs weren't they in inverted yeah. commas and obviously there's been work done on that from that point of view to try and kind of adverse that, but it hasn't solved the problem, has it? No. The problem's still out there, that's the thing. Well, interestingly, today there was uh, something in the news about the uh, number of um, children that bet gamble has quadrupled yeah. in a year. You know, everything's... You know, phones are... Typical, and we've had this conversation before yeah. about, about technology and everything's so easy, everything's so accessible now, mm. whereas when we grew up, it wasn't. So we never got anywhere near it, yeah, thankfully. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, unfortunately, when there's the odd person sleeping rough... Uh, people are getting visible, and sadly, when there's thousands of people, because even rough people are also invisible, yeah. which I can't, I can't, I can't deal with. No. So we won't, we won't fix the problem, but we'll do a small part in helping help to fix yeah. the problem. Brilliant. Well, yeah. good luck with that. I can't believe that twenty minutes has flown by um, already, uh, Rob. Um, well, look, I think what we'll do, we'll, we'll do a big push on that to get to get this up to hundred grand really as close as, as, close as possible. Um, and I would imagine, uh, if I, you know, I'm guilty of, of, of not donating. I'm sure there's there's, there's thousands mm. of people in the same boat. Have you donated, Stu? I've got it on my to do list. It's on your to do list, right? Let's, get, let's move that up to, to number one slot. Indeed. We'll get that sorted out. Um, Rob, we always like to finish on a bit of a uh, bit of a football debate. Who's your team? As if we don't know, Brighton and Albion. You're a season ticket. Older, uh, am, down yeah, there, aren't indeed, you? Yeah. Do you go regularly? So I go possible? to about a quarter of the games. Yeah. My children both play rugby, which is very Saturday dependent, <laughs> and Sunday as well, which Premier League. Why would you ever play on Saturday? Yeah. And uh, when the children aren't playing rugby, I'll go down there. So if, when they're not, I'll, I'll give the ticket to various people, friends, and staff, etc. But yeah, look, we, we've had uh, we've had a year and a half of real fun, and this is yeah. uh, this this is a great season. I don't you know, do I care if we get relegated? Of course I do, but I'm just enjoying every game. How do you get on this? Mid-table, mid-table. That's all right. Well, mid-table's like Champions League. You didn't have your own ground about 10 years ago, did you? Well, we didn't have our own ground until five years ago. Right. So, yeah, the Amex 30,500... Uh, one of the best grounds in the in the Premier League. So so the independents say it's a great place to take a family. It's a mm. great place to watch football. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well, brilliant. Rob, thank you for your time. My pleasure. Really appreciate thank you, that. I know you're busy. Good luck with the sleep out. Yep, good luck with the backing it. vocals. Good yeah. luck with business. Good luck with everything. <laughs> Likewise. Good luck to all your listeners as well. Be good. Thank It'll be also be good as well in the future. I'll do an update on the sleep out. Also yep. to get the industry and that, keep them continually good involved idea. as well. Be really happy good to idea. get in touch right. with that. Episode Cheers. 20 in the can there, um, Stu. Indeed it is. Oh, good. Right, onwards we shall go. Yeah. Out promoting. Indeed. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the LM Experience. You can still contact us on Twitter, which is at the LM Experience, where you can suggest future guests or send us some questions that we can utilise in a future broadcast. But uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Good stuff. Cheers. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party. And your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it. Yeah.